Hello, my name is Martin Goodman. Welcome again to Abbey Theatre Audio from our resident drama company, The Company of Ten. The COT was originally set up in the 1930s and for the last 50 years, members have run a very successful community theatre in St Albans, just north of London. This recording is part of our new series entitled Behind the Curtain, where members discuss how our theatre operates. We have a well-established writers' group, which over the years has produced many full-length and one-act plays, including monologues. In this recording, four of this talented group's members give us their very different views, from the practical to the almost mystical, about why they write and how they go about it. They are Jane Fuchs, Mark Waghorn, Jan Hanif and Anne Stafford-Murray. Let's hear from them now. First, Jane, why do you write? I write because I love words, really. It's so brilliant the way you can shade their meaning by the context you use them in and the depth of meaning you can introduce by choosing just the right ones, the broad strokes you can create with so few of them to bring a scene or character vividly to life. It's just the best alchemy in the world. And with English vocabulary so rich, I don't understand why everyone doesn't want to write. Uh, my name is Anne Stafford-Murray. Why do I write? Um, I feel that it's because I have something to say that uh, I want to share with people. Also, uh, to hopefully entertain and inform and maybe raise questions for an audience or, or a reader. And also uh, to try and make sense of, of life's experience, which I know is a huge subject, but um, a, a very good one for, for writers to try and um, get something out of. Hi, uh, Mark Waghorn here. Um, why do I write? Uh, I don't really know. I, I think uh, there's just some kind of compulsion within me to do it. Um, it's been there since uh, I was a, a child. Uh, I would devise shows and things for my uh, family uh, to be put on in at home or, um, or I'd, I'd devise shows with friends at school to be put on in assemblies. And I guess that devising is an almost early form of writing. And then the next biggest influence would be being in school plays and holding that Samuel French uh, script in my hand. And I do remember a very strong feeling of you know, thinking one day how I would like to have a play of my own published. And I think that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, since school and over the decades that followed, I would I would dabble with with various scripts that I I was working on, but uh, uh, never never really seriously, more like a hobby, really, like a a form of relaxation almost. Um, while someone might enjoy doing crossword puzzles and and things like that, I would find some form of relaxation in in dabbling with scripts and constructing them, adding characters. Um, and so on, uh, but I would I would get a script out, fiddle with it, put it away, and then maybe not get it out for years later. It's only really in the last ten years that I've actually seriously focused on writing, uh, because I had three uh, three aims. Um, one was to create a full length play and see it performed. The other was to perform a stand up comedy act, and um, the last one was to perform a one man show. And all the writing I've done over the last ten years has been focused on achieving those three things. And having done that, I found I've enjoyed it so much. It's nothing like performing a play you've written, uh, 
sitting in a theatre with an audience full of, full of an audience that have come to see your a play you've written, uh, or even performing the stand-up comedy. It's um, your own material. People are laughing, hopefully laughing. <laughs> they weren't always laughing at what you've written. Um, and there's a, a real excitement that goes with that. Well, I've always enjoyed writing. When I was at school, my favourite lessons would be when the teacher came into the classroom and said, we're all going to write stories today. And then in the 80s, I read a book by Jilly Cooper. It was her first big blockbuster book, um, Riders. I thoroughly enjoyed that book and I put it down and my thought was, Jilly must have had so much fun writing that book. I want to have some of that fun. And that was the first time I sat down to write something with the thought that maybe I could get it published at the end of it. What I wrote that time wasn't published at all, but a year later I did get a short story published by Woman's Own, and I thought, maybe this is something I can do. And that started me off on my writing. Also, I'd been acting for quite a number of years, and I thought, when I write, I can see the scenes. So I thought maybe I could put a stage script down. I could write a stage script because I can see the action happening on stage as I write. And because I've got the stage knowledge of stage right and stage left and entrances and exits and things like that, I thought maybe I could put that knowledge to use in my writing. So I started writing stage plays and that's how it happened. How do you generate ideas? When thinking up ideas, it's strange how the smallest, most insignificant thought, when given room to grow and associate with other ideas, can sometimes develop into something quite good. So I always take small ideas seriously. I also find that ideas occur while I'm actually writing. When I'm in the zone can actually feel as though someone is dictating and I'm the poor sap trying to keep up. It's a thrilling ride when that happens. Everything we write has a basis somewhere in our own lived experience and I have found a huge source of material since I accepted myself more fully and stopped pretending to myself to be better than I am. Warts and all make for very good copy the best time I find for ideas is early in the morning, just as I wake up. Um, so I try to have a, a pen and paper handy to brainstorm uh, and link words together or to, to build a map uh, with the words and ideas. I find that very helpful. I think also by having an interest in people um, helps me generate ideas. And I think most writers have an interest in people. Um, so I try and trawl through my memory for any incidents that might have happened or talk uh, to people about incidents in their lives uh, that I could possibly work on. I also um, find reading and watching a lot of uh, films, plays, um, reading uh, poetry, novels, books, uh, also news articles, newspapers, magazines... Um, and various internet sites uh, such as BBC, um, website, uh, Wikipedia and various uh, writers 
uh, websites which I find very helpful for budding writers and established ones as well. How do I generate ideas? I have struggled with this um, over the years, but I, I really just write ideas down. So they can come from anywhere, but I keep notebooks by my bed, in my car, in my bag. And if I hear somebody say something or I read something, and it could be a news article or in a book, I read quite a lot of sort of theatre autobiographies. Or if I go and see a play, I, I'm often writing on the tube coming home, just jotting down a few ideas that, that have come to me. Um, and then I'll collate those ideas every now and again and type them up in a Word document that I keep and when I need inspiration for my next piece of writing I will go straight to that word document and scan through it and see if if something um, appeals to me or, or gives me an idea. Uh, there was also a good exercise I did um, as a writer called Dorothea Brand and she wrote a book called Becoming a Writer and there's various exercises in there and one of them was to uh, get up very early in the morning uh, just as you've just after you've woken up and don't do anything just get get out of bed while your subconscious is still working and just start to write write for half an hour non-stop and just repeat that every day and I did that I think many years ago for about three months and um it, it kind of it really does reveal lots of things about you as a writer I found that actually I was writing dialogue so it was clearly that's what I wanted to do um but out of it did come a play which has never seen the light of day but it is still there and it's something I hope to to do something with in the future but um, that was an interesting way of generating an idea so just working from your subconscious well it could be a dream it could be something I overheard it could be something I saw in the street and I start thinking well what happened before that and what's going to happen after that and who can come in and disrupt what was supposed to happen that's how it how I start thinking about scenarios. But in truth, I feel that I tune in to a wavelength. I believe my ideas are out there in the ether somewhere. And just like a radio, I tune in to the wavelength and it comes to me. It really does feel like that. Recently, that wavelength has been very hard to tune into, but I hope soon it will come back again. Do you have a specific writing regime? I don't have any sort of specific writing regime. But before the lockdown, I had convinced myself that I could only really work if I was sitting in Cafe W with a double espresso inside me. These days, I'm good to go on the kitchen table. The creative juices flow best for me first thing in the morning, so I have to try very hard to be at my computer by six but by the afternoon, I'm pants. For the first draft, I whack down whatever comes out straight onto the paper without thinking too critically about it. This is when the characters are allowed to chip in too and move things around. I often prefer their ideas, actually. But in subsequent drafts, I put right all the things I let them get away with, which don't suit the plot. A really weird thing is how much affection I can feel for my characters. I'm writing a play about four kids at the moment and I would walk through fire for the little guys. Uh, well, I actually force myself to write every weekday because there's always something else to do. Uh, Raymond Carver always said the, the most important thing you can do is just write. It doesn't matter what, just sit down and write. Um, so I try and 
say that mantra every day and try and work for, for two or three hours every weekday. Um, I don't always achieve that, but uh, that's my aim. Um, I'm currently uh, writing a novel and um, I, I find that that really helps uh, to, to treat it like a job um, and I think you have to treat it seriously as well. Do I have a writing regime? I don't uh, actually. Um, I find that a deadline recently is what's done it, um, having dabbled for decades, finally setting deadlines, booking a gig for my stand-up comedy act, um, booking uh, dates for my one-man show or booking a, a theatre to put my full-length play on. In each case, I've had to then hit a deadline for the script and I found that's focused my mind more than anything else. I have a, a busy job. I work in London, so I found the daily commute is a good place to type on my laptop on the tube going in and coming back. Or sometimes I get up early on a Saturday or Sunday six seven o'clock in the morning and write for four or five hours at a stretch before the the day begins and I start getting distracted I don't there's always a bored dog to be played with or jobs to be done in the house so no I don't but when I get on that what I've previously said that wavelength I can write for hours and lose all track of time it it will just happen what do you set out to achieve with your writing um simply to entertain people and give them a, a doggy bag of ideas to take away and munch on later. I do work on the premise that writers have to earn the right to have people's attention and comedy is a good way to achieve that. It's remarkable how much human truth you can convey through a very funny story. I also love magnificent spectacle and ingenious stagecraft and positively lick my lips at the things London playhouses are able to do. I saw American Psycho at the Almeida some time ago and was so enthralled by the eye-poppingness of it all that, that I kept forgetting I was sitting in a theatre. Oh, I would love to have those resources to play with. Uh, first of all, I try and finish whatever I've started. Um, I'm rarely completely satisfied with it, but... There has to be a point where, where I say that it's, it's as good as it, it can be. Also, hopefully to have memorable characters uh, doing memorable things so that the reader wants to read on or the audience wants to stay in their seat. Um, and to try and share something about the, the human condition with a wider audience and to hopefully uh, make a, a connection with them uh, either with your readership or, or your audience. What do I say to achieve my writing? I'm not... Uh, I, I just... To create a piece that's entertaining, a powerful story with drama, humour and emotion, to give people a good night out at the theatre. I'm not a particularly a political writer. To have fun, and in the hope that people who read what I've written will find that fun too and enjoy what I've written. Maybe sometimes they're moved by what I've written and sometimes they'll think it's funny. The greatest achievement in my writing, apart from being published, is when I see my work being performed on stage and people laugh. That is the triumph for me, to make people laugh. Why should audiences still make time to see stage plays rather than any other dramatic form? Yes, I think audiences should still make time to see stage plays rather than any other dramatic form. 
or as well, should I say. A lot of audience members don't realise that them being there in the auditorium has an effect on the performance. Actors are very aware of how the audience is reacting to them, whether the audience is concentrating and enjoying itself, or detached and lethargic, and actors will nuance their performance accordingly. So every live performance is a shared communication between actors and audience in that one single never-to-be-repeated moment. And the most enjoyable performances are when actors and audience are in sync, working together to explore the playwright's ideas and, and adding a few of their own. And I think that is a brilliantly cathartic thing to be part of. I feel there's a special relationship between actors and a live audience. Um, and with the actors and writers' skill and the audience's imaginative participation, uh, they can be transported to another world uh, just by standing on a bare stage uh, without um, all the bells and whistles, really. On film or TV, the imaginative work is, is mostly done for, for the viewer. There's also always more tension, always more adrenaline in the theatre, and uh, but also a better sense of community spirit as well. Um, uh, I feel, um, although most performances happen without a hitch, there's always the possibility of, of um, something that may go a bit astray. But also that makes performances, each performance is unique because... Um, you know, every, every uh, actor puts something different in each night. Um, and I also feel that most audiences are sympathetic to any problems that, that could occur. So why do I think we should still make time to go to the theatre rather than watching any other dramatic form? I just think there's nothing like the liveness of the theatre, the buzz that you get in a theatre on a, on a, at a good performance. There's nothing like it. And... It's that community, um, collective experience and a chance to discuss the play in the bar afterwards. Because of the human connection, it's you're in this room with, say, a hundred other people and the actors on stage. And just for that one hour or so, you it's like you've joined in in one collective heartbeat. It's... You're there with the actor. You, you, you're a human being sharing this action with another human being. And sometimes it can just blow you away. I, I remember a few years ago seeing um, Streetcar Named Desire and it was Ian Glenn and Glenn Close. It was just electric. And the other performances that spring to mind are Ian McKellen in King Lear and... Um, a performance of Amadeus that I saw a few years ago. It's just, you sit there and you go, wow! And you can't get that from a film and you can't get that from a book. The wow from a book is a different kind of wow. This is, this is electric wow and that's why you should still go to the theatre. We hope you found this discussion interesting and it whets your appetite to write drama. You can find out more about the Abbey Theatre in St Albans and the Company of Ten by visiting www.abbeytheatre.org.uk. You'll also find a range of online video recordings from us on YouTube. Please join us again shortly for our next audio offering.